Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Podcast Network Asia. What's going on? This is Xavier Woods, a.k.a. Austin Creed. I said give me a hell yeah! Hey, this is Zeta Zay. Hello, WWE Universe in the Philippines. This is Charlotte. Talent is not sexually transmitted. You need to go back to the drawing board because your game absolutely sucks! Hey, everyone. This is Jeff Cobb. I'm Lewis Howley. I'm Sam Spurser. We are pretty deadly. Yes, boy. Yes, boy. Hello, my name is Zina Dragunov, the star, the NXT UK champion, and you're listening to the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. You are watching and listening to the longest-running <clears throat> weekly episodic Filipino wrestling podcast. Ah, the weather. Wonderful. You mean to take uh, this- over? <laughs> This is the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Yeah, we're being taken over by weather allergies and everything. Stan C, Romoran, Emil ASH all checking in on a spicy Thursday. And we say spicy for so many reasons. Among them, the fact that dami natin pag-uusapang balita. Grabe. Nayanig tayo from Monday, Tuesday pa lang. And I don't know. The best way to deal with everything for me has just been to listen to other streams, listen to other podcasts. Because like, when all of you were tagging us on Twitter and TikTok asking for our thoughts, we kind of needed a few days to get our stuff together, our ish together, if you will. Diba? So that's what we plan to do here. Tonight on the stream. Thank you to everybody who is joining as usual on Spotify, uh, on the Facebook stream, wherever you watch or find the podcast. Maraming salamat. If you haven't followed us yet, please do. Every follow on Spotify goes a long way. Lalo na yung mga five-star ratings natin after each episode. Um, of course, we got to say thank you to our patrons without whom a lot of what we do, we actually won't be able to do that without them. So here's how you can be part of our growing Wrestling Wrestling Podcast patron community. Right. So, uh na WWE Network. So I don't know how we're going to do parties. But it is what it is. What we are offering, though, is a environment in which we simulate the party atmosphere. Like, yeah, we most of us have Disney+. Plus. We're probably going to watch it on our own devices, but you might not have anyone to talk to. You're going to be left screaming at the void with your reactions. So if you want to be a part of a community that discusses everything that's happening in real time, uh, you can join us here at the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast Patreon, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast. You can subscribe to it for at least $5. Uh, you can support us if you like what we do. You get access to our Discord community where we talk about wrestling, sports, latest memes, um, fashion, a whole bunch of other stuff, a bunch of good stuff. Then we also have exclusive review content 
We review TV shows and pay-per-views, Raw, SmackDown, NXT, Dynamite, Rampage, whatever else have you, and uh, also live events as well. Care of Rowan here in the Philippines. You also have merch. We have our face masks, uh, some of our PNA merch as well, if you want to get that. And our possibilities are coming in. And if you want to be a part of the times when we buy merchandise from online abroad, from WWE Shop, Shop AEW, Pro Wrestling Tees, you can be a part of that as well when we do that next. Again, patreon.com slash wrestling wrestling podcast for as low as $5. All right. Get to our first talk point while I try to find my voice here. I'm going to preface this by saying that it's such a huge talk point that everybody has something to say about it, right? So what I'm going to do because of obviously my affiliations is I'm just going to lay things out, right? And other than telling everybody that the stuff that's gone on in the past week is unprecedented. Tabiani Emil, did we think we were going to see this happen in our lifetimes? My answer, I'm going to get that out of the way, is no. I did not think that this would ever happen in my lifetime. But here we are. This is what's happening in the world of wrestling and also as a huge media story in 2023, right? So let's get on with it and let's start with the bombshell news that Stephanie McMahon has resigned from WWE. So we found out about this yesterday morning when she tweeted at 7.30 a.m. Si Ninang Abi, I messaged her and said, Did you see the tweet about Steph? And I'm like, Who is Steph? Curry? McMahon? What's going on? Sister, Mom. Uh, oh, yeah, my, my sister's name is also Steph, right? So like, Who is Steph? It shocked me when I read the press release that she's resigned as the co-CEO and that she's resigned from WWE altogether. Atumuna, before we get to everything else that went down, initial reactions coming out of having read that press release. Let's start with Emil A.S.H. Okay, so when I learned uh, that Stephanie McMahon has resigned, parang may ano na may yung feeling na oh something will happen. This isn't the biggest news of the day. This is just one of the biggest news of the day. And uh, in any other days, ito yung headline natin eh. Stephanie McMahon resigns from WWE, but it's not. This is like the first domino that fell down on the events that happened yesterday. So initially confused ako because ang ganda ng track record nila when she took over and then with the rumors of Vince coming back, I really didn't think that Stephanie McMahon would be forced out or resigned, whoever you talk to. But yun, nagkaroon muna ng confusion because again, wala pa tayong idea kung ano yung nangyayari. So it's more of wonderment as to why is this happening rather than maybe trying to find out what happened. So yun yung nafeel ko when I first heard this news. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Emil mentioned na yung Hindi natin alam pa lahat ng and people in the comment section are already chiming in. Ikaw, with what little we know about this entire situation, what did you think when you read the statement? Uh, actually, I woke up late that day. When I woke up, everything had already happened. Vince came back to the board last weekend, and then Steph resigned, and then Vince became executive chairman. So when I woke up, those two bits of news already happened. So I wasn't super shocked or I wasn't thinking okay something else is going to happen because it already happened and then the whole rumor mill started which we'll get to in a bit in which you know the sale and the potential sale the possible sale and then stepping down I thought it was weird yes it seemed when Vince came back to the board it did seem that he was leaving everyone as is like uh, Nick Khan Steph Triple H and I thought that that was going to be honored for the most part but I am not surprised as well that he didn't keep his word because it is Vince. Vince is Vince after all. He is the villain in the story. And 
I wasn't shocked that something this fishy had gone down. I did feel sad for Steph, but I knew that she was still co-CEO with Nick Khan. And as long as one of them uh, out of the two were still there, it would still kind of be okay. That was my reaction. Yeah, so we're at a point where people are trying to figure out the sequence of events as it happened. And what we're trying to do on this podcast is we're reporting you stuff na totoo lang talaga, right? Like, so many rumors have sprouted out as a result of the domino effect of the events that have happened. And we're not trying to add to that, okay? Sorry to cut you off. But I also wanted to say that people were asking us for our thoughts all week. I didn't give any thoughts on TikTok, on Twitter. Well, on Twitter, I, I made jokes. But as an official statement of the pod, I didn't give anything because I knew that this story, when Vince came back last week, it wasn't going to end there and things were going to happen. Even when uh, Steph resigned that yesterday and Vince uh, came back as executive chairman yesterday, I knew that there wasn't going to be a definite end just yet. So as we do this now, as we talk about this now, know that a lot of things could still happen moving forward. So. We don't want to speak with finality right now. So I really don't want to say anything. What we're telling you is the stuff that we know as of the time we're recording, Jan 12, 7, 10 p.m. Philippine time. All right? So this sequence of events based on the Fightful Select. First, the file ng report yung SEC ng US on January 11. <clears throat> so that's the timeline. According to the report, Vince had already been unanimously elected back as executive chairman on January 9 palang, U.S. time, while Stephanie was still a member of the board. After the reinstatement, Stephanie ceased to be chairwoman of the board and handed in her resignation the following day, which led to Nick Khan assuming the role of sole CEO of WWE. So yun, balita talaga yun based on yung report na finalila sa Securities and Exchange Commission in the United States. So are we done with this or do you want to move on to the next bit? I wanted to preface this. When Vince came back, this is what they meant. People could say either jokingly or maybe unironically, they were thinking that when the headline says Vince returned to WWE, they thought that he was taking over his old role as head of creative as well. So as far as we know, that hasn't happened yet. And based off of this week's Raw, that really hasn't happened yet because... As you can see, it was a good show. And I don't know how long it's going to last, but he has, for now, decided to leave Triple H in his position as a chief content officer. So I just want to clear that up. I don't know who's going to listen to this. I don't know who's going to believe this. But it isn't Vince back as Booker just yet. Yeah, so bago tayo let mag-panic or whatever, di ba? Hinay-hinay lang. All right, next bit of news na nakita natin. Yun, so Vince is back. And after Vince came back, may balita din na lumabas that there's a, a class action lawsuit that's actually been filed against Vince from the state of Delaware. So there was a shareholder, hindi siya ni name, hindi pinakita kung sino, but a shareholder is suing Vince in the state of Delaware. And the accusation is, according to the lawsuit, na Vince is wielding his 81% voting control to impose his will on WWE illegally. And according to the lawsuit, Yung board changes and the threats to interfere with media rights, yun yung pinanggagalingan nung, ano, nung parang lawsuit. So, sobrang gulo. Again, our information is not complete. Kaya, I don't even know what to say here other than the fact na sobrang wild nito. 
Uh, I can say that the shareholders are well within their right to to file that kind of lawsuit because they do have an interest in the company, a financial interest in the company because they are shareholders. That means they own the company, a part of that company, and the success and the failure of that company will reflect on their own assets. So if the company does well because of Vince's absence, then they like that as shareholders. If the company does not do well because of Vince coming back, and because of his machinations, that is going to be something that will, you know, make them upset. So as far as we know, this is a legitimate, a valid action. And um, whether it is viable, whether how much of a chance of a fighting chance that they have with this, I do not know. Because I did not take up corporate law. I don't know the real stakes here. I, I mean, I am not fully familiar with the circumstances surrounding this. And it could be that, you know, Vince has enough resources to beat them in the legal game. It could be that he gets taken down by his criminal or civil lawsuits, uh, you know, outside of the corporate thing. He still has the uh, sexual assault allegations as well, the hush money stuff. And that could still very well take him down if they want to do it that way. Right. So, uh, Emil, anything you want to say about this development regarding the lawsuit? Um, I think, I know, again, Sabiga ni, ni Ro, the shareholders, they own the company and it's in their right to stand up. If they see something wrong, if they see something illegal that's happening, that's well within their right to stand up for themselves and, you know, file a lawsuit. And whether or not it's going to be a successful lawsuit, Dinatin Alam, Vince, has all the power in the world when it comes to the legal game. He could easily overcome that lawsuit. So, but yun, uh, Everything's still pretty wild. I think may mga lalabas pang revelations as we go on throughout the days. Yeah, yun yung sinasabi ng mga ano eh. Ibang nagre-reports na there's still a bigger piece of news. There's a bigger shoe that people are waiting will drop. I have no idea what that is at this point. We're going to take a quick break first. When we come back, we're going to get to the part that you guys actually came here for, which is the idea that WWE could actually be on sale. Kasi yun yung next question, eh. Okay, Vince is back. What for? What's the next move? What's the next step? All right. We'll talk about that and try to process all of our ideas. But first, we got to hear from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. All right, let's get to some shout outs from our viewers on Kumu. Um, si Ninang Abi lang ang nasa Kumu. I mean, you know, 
people that you know actually interact with us. Nino Abby, you know what to do. Uh, <laughs> we need some diamonds. Hello to everyone who is tuned in. Amster nineteen eighty two, Rega underscore zero two, Crystal Ball, Love Nevada, Bobby Yee, Bio Campo twenty three, Jojo Ventures, Jamie three two two zero, and Ivan Boko zero one. Hey, hello, hello, guys. Thank you for uh, tuning in. Please keep smashing those hearts. Yon, Nino Abby sent us. Pulang kabayo. Maraming maraming salamat. 1,047 likes, so please keep smashing the heart button and let everyone know that you like the wrestling talk here on Kum. All right. People are talking about a sale, but we also have to contextualize why people are talking about a sale. So I can't remember if you mentioned it last week on the stream, but the parameters or the conditions of Vince's return to the board is that he is doing so because he wants to be the one to have the final say on the sale of the company and the sale of media rights to networks. So he does not want to sit on the sidelines. He wants to take the company down. Um, he doesn't take the company down, but he wants to cash out and at least get something out of the transaction. So that's why there are rumors surrounding a sale. Over the weekend, we had articles from the, I believe, Wall Street Journal. I can't remember which. They speculated on which big-time companies or conglomerates or entities around the world would likely be the one or be a potential buyer for WWE. So Kayame Sale Talks is because Vince came back expressly for the sale. And whether or not you believe that or whether or not you believe he is really not touching the creative side of WWE, that's up to you. And I want to bring up this insight from WrestleNomics guy, Brandon Thurston, who has a real grasp on the business side of WWE and the wrestling industry. And uh, his prediction is that WWE would likely only be sold to a company that would put Vince back in charge of everything, I guess. So that's one thing to consider when we talk about who is likely going to buy WWE. Even another thing we got to mention is that there were rumors already going on prior to people talking about Saudi and its involvement, diba? Medyo lumalalang yung rumor mill because of a couple of tweets that came out after Steph's resignation. So the first tweet came from Stephen Mulehausen of uh, The Zone. I'm not sure if I'm pronouncing his name correctly. Pero siya yung unang nag-report na reportedly daw nabenta na yung WWE to Saudi. And then pinatungan siya ni Cassidy Haynes of Bodyslam.net na nagsabi rin na nabenta na siya. Yeah, that's from the Reddit guy who posted his speculation. Yeah, so in the days since, yung tweet ni Cassidy Haynes, nandiyan pa, pero kayo Mulehausen, wala na. They deleted those tweets. What I will tell you is that, kami internally, wala kaming alam. Kasi like, oh, announcer lang naman ako eh. But when something this big happens in corporate, I don't think anyone in the room where it happens will actually leak information out. This early in the game, or this soon in the game. That's one. I think that's something that we have to all keep in mind. The second is that, when you're selling a big corporation or a big company, I don't think it happens as quickly as boom, in announce na nagresign si Stephanie from WWE kahapon and then ngayon nabenta na yung company. It doesn't happen that that quickly, no matter what company you're talking about. Third thing you have to keep in mind as we all try to process this information is that we live in a time where big media companies are actually gobbling up one another. There's a reason why all of these mergers and acquisitions are happening. Because nakakaroon ng shift in the tide of how big media companies are making money. 
For example, there's a reason why Disney acquired Fox because of the content and all that. And because I guess Fox isn't probably making the same amount of money that it used to. I don't know what the case is for WWE, who's you know been saying that record profits year after year after year. So uh, I don't have about that. But with a story like this, that companies acquiring one another, it doesn't happen so quick in the span of like 24 to 48 hours, which is why when all of these rumors about hala na benta na, hala na benta na, when that all came out, my gut reaction is to tell people to wait lang, hold the phone, because it doesn't happen that quickly. Yeah, unless um, he was actually brokering a deal behind the scenes in the whole um, six or so months, five or so months that he was on the sidelines. So that could be a thing. But a lot of people have also categorically denied that there was a sale. Like uh, Ariel Helwani has already come out to say that a source has told him that uh, Sean Ross Sapp refused to confirm the rumors. And now is a good time to actually believe him, right? So he looks, he, he comes out smelling good in that exchange. So, Yun, uh, it, it isn't true just yet. Would it be true somewhere down the line? It could be. It's possible, especially since Saudi had gotten the benefits of uh, a company like WWE coming to their shores. One more thing that we have to tell you is, ni report ng Fightful nitong weekend that WWE hired JP Morgan to advise on a potential sale. So yun, yun totoo yun, kasi nireport siya ni Fightful. Okay? Uh, they actually uh, back that with whatever sources that they have. So, okay, now that we're talking about the idea of a sale, we're not saying na nabenta na si WWE. And the logos you have on your screen right now, ito yung mga companies that are supposedly in the mix. Let's just fantasy book here, if you, if you guys want to uh, do this. If hypothetically, WWE is being sold, sinong gusto niyong bumili? And why? Let's start with you, Emil. Hypothetically. All right. So knowing what I know about these companies, I think the company that I think it's best to buy WWE, I think the most obvious one is uh, Disney. Because this has been in the rumor mill for a while. Like, ilang years na tong nasa rumor mill na once WWE gets uh, or puts up for sale, Disney is one of the yung pinipidik na mga tao to buy WWE. And why not? I mean, lahat naman na kinukuha na Disney these days, no? And WWE, and of, of course, work natin, nasa Disney Plus na rin. So, I think if there's one company, it's Disney for me. Ikaw, Ro. MVP group. <laughs> no, uh, Disney as well, yeah. Um, not only because I work for Disney right now, but Disney has shown an incredible track record. The, the companies and the IPs that I have bought, Star Wars, Lucasfilm, is, you know, kind of mid, but it's okay. It's not, you know, terrible at all. Marvel, siempre, um, we all know how that's like right now. Fox, uh, okay then. I think the strategy for Disney is to, you know, leave it well enough alone to the people who actually know how to run the IPs that they gobble. So I think they are in good hands with Disney. Warner Discovery, hell no, going off of how mismanaged their strategies for DC HBO and the like are so definitely not. Pag Warner yung bumili, The Rock will never come back to WWE. <laughs> <laughs> I think I can say that. Paramount is not a, you know, a, a big enough company for that. Paramount is just a network. Comcast for for the NBC thing. Pwedeng since NBC is already showing Raw, I think they would be good for that. I think there is a good chemistry there. 
since WWE Network is also on Peacock on uh, in the US. Those are my top two picks, Disney and possibly Comcast. Can I just say, like, for people like Glendale who are making jokes like, <clears throat> hi, I'm the tribal chief Roman Reigns and you're watching the Disney Channel. Like, <clears throat> I get that that's funny and it's a reference to our childhood. But seriously, you don't see NBA players do that when they show NBA on ESPN. Right? Oh, ESPN yeah, yeah, yeah. is owned by Disney. So that's pretty ridiculous. It's a good point that you brought up. I still see people who have a pedestrian understanding of how the mergers work. Just because Disney as a parent company is family-friendly doesn't mean that they're going to push the family-friendly paradigm on the companies that they buy. So you don't see Marvel suddenly becoming all PG, right? So you can still hear shit and fuck on Marvel programming, right? It's not going to be whitewashed because Disney is known to be a family-friendly brand. Yeah. May I add something, no? Yung earlier, yung sa sale, it's really telling when there's no major news company that picked up yung mga rumors kahapon. You know why? Because they're rumors. Exactly. Doon pa lang, siguro, dapat yung mga fans atin alam na nila na all of this is just rumors, wala pang confirmed because usually if something big happens, pag toto siya, mostly, napipick up na siya nung mga major news companies in the US. But with this one, we didn't hear anything not even uh, ESPN, no one picked it up. And also, yung CNBC also called out all those yung mga rumors on their programming kahapon na all of these are just mga sabi-sabi lang to, nothing has been confirmed yet. Plus, a sale of a major company doesn't happen overnight. May mga processes yan na dinadaanan before WWE uh, can be bought by either one of these companies. Exactly, yeah. All right, uh, let's talk about the elephant in the room, and that is the potential involvement of the Saudi Arabia Public Investment Fund in this story. Now, again, has not been confirmed. Sina Sean Ross Sapp mismo sinasabi nila na kung <clears throat> meron kayo naririnig na rumors, false pa siya at this point. So I think the question really is, what is the supposed problem that fans have with the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia getting involved with WWE to this degree? Well, basically the same reason why we were so up in arms about the Saudi shows in the first place. So Saudi government is terrible. We all know that. Human rights abuses, political crimes, so a whole bunch of that. There's also the question of culture around Saudi, that they are super conservative and, you know, women are only getting some new freedoms as of, you know, relatively recently. So there's a whole bunch of problematic things uh, surrounding Saudi. But we have already normalized a whole lot of this. Like we already pretty much normalized the Saudi shows in WWE. Ion, that's pretty much the outrage surrounding Saudi as an entity. Yeah, but people have been, uh, I, I don't know about you guys, but like in, in the days since this news has come out, it's very weird that people, not in our community of people who watch the stream or, or listen to the podcast, but friends who casually follow WWE or wrestling would message me and say, na, Panian, how is that going to affect you? Are you still going to watch wrestling and all of that? So, ito, ibalik natin yung question to the people watching the stream. Let's say that Saudi is one of the key players. Will you keep watching WWE? Ikaw, Emil. Napakahirap niyang sagutin, pero at the same time, my morals tell me na if Saudi is going to be involved more with WWE, then maybe I'll take a step back. With the Saudi shows naman na, before, I 
I don't really get excited for that for them. I don't sometimes the glasera pinaparode because of the problematic elements of Saudi Arabia as a country and as an entity. So kung sila na talaga, maybe I'll take a step back muna no because I just can't support a problematic entity like that. Okay. Here's the thing, though, for a couple of things. One is that we don't know if ever it happens, if ever Saudi buys the company with their Maharlika Investment Fund. We don't know if they are going to have a huge stamp on the company. Like, I don't know if we're gonna if they're gonna intrude on the company's branding and culture. Like, is our women's are gonna be you know downgraded down the totem pole? Is Sami Zayn gonna be? Uh, uh, buried because of his uh, ethnicity, you know, is our uh, LGBTs not allowed to be expressly LGBTs anymore, explicitly LGBTs anymore? All of that is a whole big what if at the moment. So we don't know how much Saudi is going to influence the company when, if they do buy it. And the second point is prior to this or prior to Vince leaving, the company has been ruled by someone terrible who has politically supported Republicans and conservatives and Donald Trump and, you know, John McCain, even though they don't tell you outright, they do because that's where Vince puts his money in. And I don't see you have a problem with that. I don't see anyone have a problem with that. They still watch the shows only because they don't brandish their political affiliations too much until you read them in the news. Unless you are savvy enough to read them in the news. So, mega no factor. As Aaron said in the chat, there is no such thing as ethical consumption in our society today. You can step back if you want, but I'm just telling you that the entire time you were supporting a terrible system that just so happened to employ a whole bunch of good guys and girls. So, if you're going to quit WWE over those bases, then I just thought that you should know about all of that and that you were supporting, you, you were throwing your lot in with that kind of people this entire time. So going to the question of whether I will watch, yeah, I will watch until something bad happens. Like uh, my biggest fear actually, you know, personally as a fan is Babadik Vince as creative head. Is he going to take over the shows again? Because if yes, the shows are going to suck again. Every good thing that Triple H did for the company, for the shows will be undone. And that's my bigger issue right now, because I think that is the bigger thing that will impact not just us fans, but also the morale of the wrestlers and whoever the, the entire staff, the entire crew. Yeah, if you guys want to go to a different insight on like morality and corporate and all that, I would just recommend that you watch and stream the Eric Bischoff from earlier this week. <clears throat> he did that with John Alba. Go to the 38-minute mark and listen to him talk about corporations and morality because he does say something that I tend to agree with in terms of drawing the line when it comes to like your ethics and what corporations you, you support with your money. It's a very, very fine line. Because eh? I, as an individual, cannot tell you which companies or corporations to support with your money. Right? None of us here on the podcast can. It yeah. would be nice if you support the company I work for. That would be great. But like, you know what I mean? And I think it's better that you 
check out that piece, that timestamp that I told you about. Because I think it's a better way of explaining how to reframe this entire thing that people are talking about. Because everybody has been saying, ah, na, na. what a terrible sequence of events. And I'm not uh, here to like argue against that. I'm just saying that before you go out and make a, a sweeping generalization, you, you might want to rethink about that first. Yeah, I don't want to invalidate or belittle anyone's outrage. If you are truly outraged and you actually do feel it inside your heart that, oh, Saudi bad, I don't like WWE under Saudi control. You do you, go man. But I just wanted to say that it just hasn't been any different from what you were doing before. So, sayang din, especially if the company continues to put out good product. You know, sayang din. Because the, the boys and girls are working hard. Hopefully, Triple H keeps his job and works hard to give us a product that is better than we've been watching for the past 20 or so years, you know. Any other thoughts that you guys want to get out there about this topic or you want to go move to the stuff inside the ring? Emil? That's uh, <laughs> point Sorry, I didn't dagdag. Again, yun, I think my point naman nga si Ro, no? it really depends on, for me, then the product. If the product stays the course, then I think it's fine. But if magre-reflect sa product, yung, if Vince returns and the product somehow deteriorates to what it was a year ago, then you know, maybe I'll take a step back. Again, depending on the product, and again, yung sabi nga rin ista, no? there's a fine line to it. So for everyone, we should just reflect muna no? before making general statements like screw WWE, screw Saudi, and all that. So, yeah. Hey, we're not trying to get people to write reflection papers or whatever. <laughs> it's really just, just, just wait <laughs> that, for our, all of the information to settle. <laughs> wait for all the verified facts to come out. And then we take it from there. Yes. Right? That's all we ask on the podcast. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to stuff that's going on inside the ring because we've spent way too much time talking about the biggest piece of news from outside the ring. All right, inside the ring on Raw, we saw this week that Adam Pierce has taken the first step towards separating the unified titles. So it was very curious to us. Now, when tag team turmoil happened, this was really just for the Raw tag team championships. Emil, napansin mo ba to? Yes, napansin ko rin to, like. Since a few weeks ago when Adam Pierce started to appear on Raw again, and talaga may problem siya with the bloodline going to Raw because I think the Usos are still SmackDown branded superstars. So may problem siya with the Usos in the bloodline going into Raw. So he's an authority figure. So ang ginawa niya, in-emphasize niya na tong tag team turmoil match the winner is going to challenge for the Raw Tag Team Championships only to exercise his power to say that as much as possible, we don't want the bloodline on Raw anymore. So to me, at least my logic, yung decision to uh, at least at this point start the separation of the unified Tag Team Championships. Igaro, you've come to like the idea of just a unified world champion. Do you feel the same way about the Tag Team Championships? Yes, because Triple H did make the Usos defend them more. So I like that. Uh, I've come around because Phil Schneider of The Ringer likes to talk about how he only wants one set of titles for everything, especially one world championship. I, I get it now. I get it now. 
it's also because they did such a good job of elevating yung US and intercontinental championships that I'm totally okay with a flavor of the month going up against Roman. Although I am more open to the tag team championships being separated because Triple H also did do a good job of stocking both tag team divisions with a lot of teams. So I think it's time that in to let those teams work. Uh, the Usos can't wrestle everyone that's going to lead them to injury more sooner than later. Right? So I want the teams on SmackDown Kunyare, to finally have something else to fight for other than themselves when they're not fighting for the tag team championships. I want the Raw teams to fight for something as well. I think those make sense the same way the US and the Intercontinental Championships make sense. Yeah, so we got that tag team turmoil match. We got the return of Shelton and Cedric as a tag team. So that was pretty fun. But it was a great night for the Judgment Day. Damian Priest being the Iron Man of it all, having been in the ring for about an hour towards the end of Raw. And the Judgment Day not only won tag team turmoil and the number one contender status, but they introduced us to Prison Dom, which was the highlight of Raw this week for me. I don't know how many of you guys in the comments watched The Office, but this was totally Prison Mike in the form of Dominic Mysterio. Sobrang tawang-tawa ako when Prison Dom <laughs> went in full form and just regaled us with his stories of his time in the, in the joint. So, Emil, what, what did you think of how Prison changed Dominic Mysterio? Again, no, as an office, the office fan, I love this, everything about this segment. And I can't help but to laugh every time Dom, especially in the last few weeks, appears on Raw. And ito na yung pinakane, pinakapik nung ano niya, yung recent run niya. He's so funny. And yung stereotype of a wannabe tough guy trying to act tough just because he spent some time in the joint will never be not funny to me. I just want to comment, though, Dom has really done wonders for the Judgment Day. And before Dom entered the scene, ano na sila eh? they were lukewarm at best. Parang, ano, ano pa sila eh? Parang serious gothic group. But when Dom came to the scene, they he injected a comedic side to all of them that they didn't know that they have. And now they're, they're one of the best things uh, on the show. And uh, it's all because of Prison Dom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Igoro, what do you, do you think of Prison Dom? Okay, I don't know if you guys thought about this i don't know if you guys caught it but prison dom proves that dominic gutierrez actually is eddie guerrero's kid way more than he is Rey mysterio's kid because this is the kind of comedy that eddie would have gotten up to back when he was still alive you can never trust Ray with anything like this. So Luchador's Luchador. Right? So that's always going to be him. And I don't think he's going to be anyone else. Uh, I don't think you can saddle him with any other gimmick other than Ray Mysterio. But Dominic proves here that he has range. He has deadpan comedy that could translate into how Eddie did his comedy back in the day. I love it. I At first, when we first saw Dominic... He was clearly Ray's kid, but now he shows that he is so much more than that. And not to body shame him, but now I just need him to fill out a little more. Even if you are pretending to be a tough guy, you do need to look like a little bit of a tough guy. And, um, yeah. And um, teardrop <laughs> yeah, but he knows how to turn it up. I like this for him. I like this for him a lot. Um, even though it kind of makes the judgment day look a little silly because they were backing up his fake prison stories. 
at least magaling naman in Judgment Day in the ring so that they can back up whatever silliness they get up to. So it really is like Bullet Club in the WWE. So I like this for him. I like it a lot. I don't know where it goes, uh, but it is hilarious. I think what I love about this most is how it makes Dom the character guy of the Judgment Day. Because Finn and Priest, they're the veterans in the ring. See, Rhea, she's the powerhouse of the women's division. But Dom stands out even more now as not just the bagong salta na nag heel turn, but as the character person talaga in that group. So I, I love this new dimension that they've developed as a result of Prison Dom and however many hours he supposedly spent in county jail. So good stuff all um, around. Stud, may I add something? Uh, yes, may... student Emil. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, I forgot to add this, no? I can't help, like, I don't, as much as possible, I don't compare with AW and WWE, but I can't help but to think Judgment Day is kind of like Dark Order. They started off as this serious gothic group, but then eventually through time, nahanap nila yung comedic chops nila, and both of these groups became over with the crowd, and don't see... The, uh, they became the best parts of, of their shows. So I, I don't want to make comparisons too much, but when I was watching Raw the other day. So, yeah. Neither do I, because I don't think any one of us wants anyone from the Judgment Day to pass away. Yes, so, yeah. yes, that's true. <laughs> yeah. Oh, All right. We good with Raw? You, uh, you want to take another break for our last bit? Yeah. Uh, let's do it. All right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll talk about the highlights from Dynamite from this morning. But first, a quick word from our other podcasts on Podcast Network Asia. This is the part where we talk about the stuff that didn't make it onto the live stream. It's the audio-only part of the podcast. And we got to start with the tribal chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, who continues to mess with our favorite honorary U, Sami Zayn. So this past week on SmackDown, yun, puro mind games pa rin. And now people are wondering when the big Sami match is going to happen. We've talked about this before, guys. And we've said that the best way to deal with the whole Sami and Roman story is to make it all come to a head at WrestleMania because this is Yeselmania and Kofi Mania happening all over again. But if we're not getting it at WrestleMania... Kailan? Let's start with you, Emil Ash. What do you think about this whole thing since it's playing out right before our eyes? You know, so Mabalatai is a point where things are starting to get interesting. And we're now seeing the seeds being planted for a possible turn. And ang ano lang, ang interesting lang because I thought the way it would happen is that Sammy would cost Roman a match and then Roman's going to get mad and Roman's going to turn on him. But it's interesting that Ano eh, nagiging popular, nanonotice na ni Roman na Sammy is really getting over with, with the fans. And he's not liking that. And his ego and his pride doesn't want to take that na mas chinichir ng tao si Sammy over him. So I think, you know, if hindi sa WrestleMania, I don't think kung hindi sa Mania, they will meet, pero not in a one-on-one match. Siguro, the, and then the turn, the turn will happen. Siguro, let's see, Elimination Chamber. If there's an, I think there's an Elimination Chamber this year. And uh, Sammy and Roman will be two of the entrants. And I think dun matetes yung true loyalty ni Sammy. And I think that's where also the turn is going to happen. And it may lead to a possible one-on-one match at Mania. Nakikita na natin that the titles are starting to be split with the tag team titles. And I think, Sooner rather than later, we will see the both world titles being split and possibly para matuwa yung all, all sides are happy, one title match is against whoever they want, The Rock or Cody, and then the other one is going to be against 
Sami Zayn. So, but I think it will go all ahead sa Elimination Chamber once uh, it happens. Yeah, Ro, Emil brings up an interesting point here that they can have their cake and eat it too by booking The Rock against Roman Reigns or Cody against Roman Reigns for night one, then Sami night two or the other way around. Yeah. Why are they actually? Like, Cody wins the Rumble and, uh, or, you know, whoever does, Rock maybe does, but most likely Cody because Cody siempre. They want to do it. But I think Cody has cooled down because of the injury. Not his fault, but it is what it is. And it is also what it is that Sammy has heated up quite a bit. You know, they can win. Whoever wins the Rumble can fight Roman Reigns on day one. Tapos, Sammy wins a shot because, you know, he is still a major part of the story and fights uh, Roman on day two. Maybe it doesn't have to be for the championship. I don't know. But I think at this point, it would be satisfying for the fans to watch Sammy beat Roman and, you know, make a real star out of him. Yeah, I'm excited for WrestleMania season. And I guess I'm excited for it in a way that I haven't been for, you know, for a while, uh, which is weird because, like, I was super excited for last year. But when, like, there's this huge organic story, and I'm sure you guys know what, you know, th- this feeling I'm describing, Deba, from what we went through with Daniel Bryan in 2014, what we went through with Kofi and Becky, and to an extent, Seth in 2019. And it's weird that it always just happens every number or so years. But I guess we are due for a big underdog moment again. And if not WrestleMania, when is the big question on everybody's lips? The Elimination Chamber is in Montreal, Sammy's hometown. So there is that. Yeah, but, yeah, if that happens, because I don't think they get the moment. Like it could be like Eddie winning at No Way Out before WrestleMania. But a signing WrestleMania moment, the man. Like you sacrifice a big hometown pop to wait for the bigger WrestleMania pop. Like it's a tough act for me. I think. I think if I were me, I would make the hometown match a big qualifier for Sammy to get that title shot at WrestleMania. Or what if you said Emil Kanina uh-huh. uh, in Elimination Chamber mangyayari yung turn because that's when you really get everybody all sympathetic towards Sammy lalo na hometown niya. But what happens there? Does he lose? Does he win? Does he get No, they shot? turn on him there. Yeah, nga, but what happens then? Yeah. I mean, does he win and then they turn on him? Do they just turn on him and then nothing happens? I don't know. Do they turn on him and then that leads to a way to get Sammy a title shot at Mania? You go, uh, Emil, so that was your idea. Let's say, yeah, let's say I'm I'm simply fantasy booking at this point. Let's say na all throughout the match, Sammy and Roman are ganging up on everyone, two on one, and until sila and then Roman's gonna like ask to Sammy to lay down for him, and then na conflict with with Sammy if he's gonna follow the tribal chief or he's if he's gonna follow his dreams of of maybe possibly winning the world championship. So yeah, just. Purely fantasy booking at this point for me. I think that's if I'm gonna be the booker, that's how maybe how, how I'm gonna do it. All right. Let's go over to AEW and talk about the big John Moxley and Hangman Page match that kicked off the show. So Mox gets his storyline comeuppance uh, after the match. Uh, there was a work post-match injury spot. And, you know, the match itself was pretty fun. I was pretty captivated by Hangman versus Mox. And I was surprised it went first. But given everything else that went on Dynamite, it didn't really surprise me since it's the style of Tony Khan's book. What did you think about that post-match injury sequence, Ro? 
I thought it was interesting. At first, I noticed that the karma of Mox getting an injury after he had accidentally gave Hangman an injury. Shepard, that can't be coincidental. And for sure, that had to be worked in there because uh, Mox was making such a big deal out of it. Right? Yeah. And well, I thought it was weird. I thought the entire way that they wrote Mox during this feud was so weird. I think I say he was so proud of the fact that he concussed Hangman. He was so unapologetic at the very least about that. Maybe not proud, but super unapologetic. And I thought it was weird to say, remember, Mox is still a baby face despite all of this. And yes, the gimmick of the Blackpool Combat Club is that they inflict violence and they inflict pain. But I don't think the idea was ever to inflict a debilitating injury. I thought the idea was to inflict pain and violence to win. And you stop short at that. Because so the moment you cross that line, you turn heel pretty much. You, you out yourself to be an asshole. So I thought that this entire thing surrounding an accidental injury was pretty insensitive. And the fact that they even, they, they doubled down on it by giving Mox one of his own is just we really weird and especially insensitive given what happened to Buffalo Bills player, uh, Damar Hamlin a couple of weekends ago, a couple of weeks ago. So, but it's just, it's just, Ironic, as Tony Khan owns a football team, an American football team, and any one of his guys could be taken out by a freak accident injury in a game, any given Sunday. That's the nature of the game. Uh, that's why it's so dangerous, and that's why the the league is so deep because everyone's getting injured every other week, every week, but every week. And well, it's just so it's just so out of touch for me. I I thought it was weird. That they didn't have to do that. They just they didn't have they didn't have to go that far. Maybe if it were a real heel character and not Moxley, who is just straddling the line, you say he is the way he is. But it's not. It's it's just it's it's just a terrible look all around for for me. Ego Emil, you follow football as well. You follow the uh, Damar Hamlin situation close closely. So what did you think about this whole situation? Uh, the angle earlier that was run, I think. I mean, unfortunate timing. It was too soon to run an angle like that. Maybe you could say that they were really planning this even before the what happened with Damar Hamlin. But still, they, they could have changed it because, again, like what Will said, napaka insensitive at this time. Like any other time, I think it would be okay, I guess. But to double down on it by still doing the angle even after what happened. It's 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 out of line. It's insensitive. Bad timing, talaga. Again, this this storyline now confused me because again, Mox is a babyface. If Mox was a heel, the storyline for me would have made a whole lot more of sense. But since he's a babyface, But when it comes to what happened earlier, it it was a case of bad timing. Let's go to NXT now and talk about the NXT Championship picture. So Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker had their match at New Year's Evil. The middle rope broke twice. And the second time that it happened, it led to a Grayson Waller countout loss, which led to the 
um, which led to the Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels, announcing that the rematch will be at Vengeance Day inside a steel cage. It's always tricky to work around yung spot where a part of the ring breaks. Uh, so, Ro, from the perspective of a worker, what did you think of how that went down? Yeah, you're right. They've just been lucky that for the other times that they have done a rope break, a, a breaking rope spot, not a rope break, it, it went well for them. But this one, siempre, the rope broke ahead of schedule. Like, if it was supposed to break like that, the referees wouldn't have come in and tried to fix it. And then it happened again. And then that led to the finish. So you know that it was supposed to happen like that. And they uh, loosened up the ropes just for that spot. And it was unfortunate because the first break, the accidental break, ruined the the moment. And when that already happens, I think it was a better idea to just find a different way for the count out. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, it's tough to call something different on the fly, but I think it would have been a lot rewarding. Like, I would have gone for a double count out instead, but it wouldn't have made Braun look weak. It was a lot easier to get to on the fly, like, you know, crash through a barricade or something or, you know, uh, take each other out with the finisher on the ramp or something. Uh, it's likely it's possible. It's it's doable. But, you know, in the end, they did get to where they were going and it's relatively a minor gripe. But it, it was NXT is a place where you learn lessons and that could have been a teaching moment. Uh, Andre Chase aside. Mm hmm. Uh, Emil, uh, what did you think of there not being a conclusive finish? Because they were apparently building to the steel cage match at Vengeance Day. It pretty much went to yung prediction ko when it, coming into this match. Now, this will likely be uh, like a you know non-conclusive finish because they're booking Grayson Waller really well over the last few months, and they don't want him. I only na ifid lang siya kay Breaker. So yung execution medyo off. I mean, I thought the rope was supposed to break twice. So, kada ko talaga dalawang beses siya dapat na break. That nung ano lang pala, nung huli lang dapat talaga na break your ropes. So I'm fine with it. I think alam alam naman ng most of the audience na it will happen that way because there is an incoming pay per view for NXT which is gonna be on next month. So. And Grayson Waller and Ron Breaker are two of their top stars, so they gusto nila na sila magwin event on. So I'm okay with it, perfectly fine. It didn't make Grayson Waller look weak in defeat, even though he didn't win the title. Igaro, did you think that Major Nawalansi Grayson Waller as a result of how things went down at New Year's Evil? No, I mean a countout is a good way to prolong a feud, deba. I think he did really well in the match. So I I don't have anything against it. Okay, okay, lang din. Uh, na they did this to go get to that. At least it's not a one and done brawn breaker thing. So uh, maybe there is hope for our boy to finally win this and to, to be the one to end the the brawn breaker streak. Well, that gives us all the more reason to tune in to that NXT Premium live event at the top of February. All right, uh, as we close things out here for NXT, Ro, let's talk about your boy, Jinder Mahal, who made a surprise appearance on NXT and looks to be in a major storyline going forward as he leads in the share against the Creed brothers. Yeah, I uh, really love this. Um, he looked great, huh? Yeah, he did look, he did look great. Uh, he also wrestled one of the better matches I've seen him do. I don't know if it was because uh, Julius made him do that, all of that, running around. Or he finally put it all together. 
But it was really good. It was a fun watch. I like the spot for him. Mostly because I like all the spots where the main roster guys who aren't being used so much go down. Uh, I don't know where this leaves Shanky. But uh, Jinder has the more upside between the two of them. Right? And Veer as well. He has ties to Veer. So this one, uh, this alliance makes sense. And I do like, again, we've mentioned this before. I do like the idea of front-loading NXT with uh, stars you've seen on main roster TV. Go, Emil. Your thoughts on Jinder not being hindered on NXT? I love it. Again, like Rose said, the more guys from the main roster that will come into NXT, uh, just let them let them uh, rehabilitate themselves, their characters in NXT. And nakita na natin to with several guys like Mandy Rose, Tom Ziggler. Uh, yeah, hell, the New Day are having a, a good run so far uh, going back to NXT. So, Jinder Mahal is kabilang uh, uh, sa list of main roster people who I think will do better in NXT rather than kumbabalik ng sila sa main roster. And uh, he looks he looks great. Uh, he looks in shape. And uh, looking forward to uh, Jinder Mahal tearing it up in NXT. There you have it. Uh, that's our audio-only uh, part for this week's episode of the podcast. If you have any thoughts that you want to send our way or if you want to join in uh, the conversation, it doesn't have to stop with the pod. You can always find us on TikTok and on Twitter at Wrestling2XPod. Let's get some shout-outs over on Kumu. Uh, not much shout-outs. Um, I honestly don't know why we still go on Kumu nowadays, but uh, <laughs> it is what it is. But I mean, like, I don't know. I don't know if that's real, if that's actually human, but we do get likes. We are almost at 3,000 likes, so keep smashing those hearts uh, to show whoever is still left on Kumu that you like the wrestling talk. Facebook. Uh, we just don't have stars, though, because um, it's incredibly hard to get us to get stars on, on this. Oto, yung mga ano natin, peanut gallery natin, pinapoint out nila na may article on Cultaholic stating that Nick Khan met with Bob Iger, the CEO of Disney, and James Pitaro, the president of ESPN, earlier daw this week, report daw siya ni Dave Meltzer on The Observer. So yun lang, yun lang, yun lang alam, ang alam natin. Wala, walang details whatsoever. So before we all get excited or worked up about it, kung totoong nangyayari nga, it, it was just a meeting. Wala pang kinalabasang details. Alright? Let's go over and talk about AEW and let's start by talking about Adam Cole, baby, who made his return and cut a very impressive babyface promo. And I, I got to say, I did miss Adam Cole. He's been out for a few months and whenever he comes back, it's always a babyface pop because he's Adam Cole. But the performance he delivered today in the ring convinced me that, hey, hey, this guy is actually a believable babyface. What did you think, bro? Yeah, everyone who's tuned into the podcast for some time knows that I'm not the biggest Adam Cole fan, but that was only because he was trying to act bigger than he really is back in the NXT Undisputed Era days. So I didn't like that about him. But as a babyface, he's pretty good. Uh, he is pretty entertaining. I like watching him wrestle as a face. And I like this a lot. I like this version of him, especially with the generally smaller guys over in AEW. Uh, it was a good promo. Interesting that he is cleared and healthy and fully recovered 
after all the physical trials and feelings, debilitating feelings that he went through. So great for him. Siempre, I don't want to see a guy go out before he decides to go out of the business. And I don't want to see a guy not be physically okay. So I'm happy that he's fine. I'm happy that he's recovered. And where he stands here, especially with Kyle sideline, Bobby Fish gone, the elite doing something else. I don't know what, but it will be interesting. You go, Emil. Adam Cole, baby. Definitely. I am so happy for Adam Cole now that he's back. And mas masaya ako with the fact that he's going to be a baby face going forward. I feel like there's so much potential in an Adam Cole face run. And I was really happy for Adam Cole earlier in his promo. He was babyface adjacent for once. And um, for a while, it was scary, you know, because he was out for how many months and there were speculations that he's not making that good of a recovery and his career might be in jeopardy. But thank God he made a successful recovery and now he's back for good. So uh, I think he's really believable as a babyface because we all know how good of a person Adam Cole is in real life. And in a business full of bad people, there are few who is as genuine and as good-hearted as Adam Cole. So that's why I'm behind this space run. And I think the heel run has run run its course. He has been a heel for the longest of time, except for that short period in NXT where the Undisputed Era were faces. He's been for like how many years now? So... This is a restart for him. Medyo na umay na din tayo with his first few months in in AEW. So this is a good decision for him to be a babyface, and I think uh, must uh, people will be more behind Adam Cole this time. Mm-hmm. Other stuff that went on on uh, Dynamite today. We mentioned his friends in the Elite. They are now two-time trios champions after winning match seven of the best of seven series. Where do you stand, bro, now that the Best of Seven series is done? Because when this all started, you said that we did not ask for this. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what do you think about the entire Best of Seven now? I'm going to eat those words. I loved it. I loved it. I loved it, especially near the end, because that's when they started deviating from the expectations that they set. We all thought it was going to be... The reason why I said I, I nobody asked for this is because I thought that it was going to be seven straight matches Nah, straight up trios matches. Right? I thought there wasn't going to be any variety and they were going to try to run the same thing over and over again. And that's what I didn't like about it. Because up until this point, the trios division of AEW ended up feeling a lot of the same way. And over the course of the playoffs of the series, they changed it up. They actually told the story from the Hammer and Phoenix trying to resist turning heel or, you know, turning a little bit heel and using the hammer to them embracing it as a whole and then them the elite asking for hardcore matches to finally ending in a really great ladder match me progression jammy character arc and they delivered and i think it's unfair to pigeonhole the elite and the young bucks especially as these spot monkeys who give no thought to what they're doing in there because trust me they gave it a lot of thought and that's why I've managed to eat my words now. Igo Emil, did you like how the elite became the 2016 Cleveland Cavaliers? Yes. And uh, we pretty much predicted this would happen the moment the Best of Seven series was announced. 
And especially when the elite went down three to one in the series, alam na natin lahat na they will emulate the 2016 Cavaliers in making a comeback to win the best of uh, seven series. So and it also establishes the elite as like the top trio in AEW. And you know, the series was was awesome because you know they mixed it up in the middle. The first four matches were straight up wrestling matches and then the last three had different stipulations that made each match unique as its own so i loved and the escalera de la muerte was a good seventh match it was it was awesome and i think the right team won the elite uh, alam, again we pretty much called this one uh, at the start of of the series ang nagtataka na lang ako is where does this lead death triangle because they have been a stable since the start of AW, and I think it's time to maybe split them up, maybe have a feud with each other. Because as much as Death Triangle is a solid stable, mas malaki yung potential nila as single stars. Pac, Penta, and especially Phoenix, who I am really high on, that he's going to be a much bigger single star than he is as as a tag team. I do want them to address, you know, uh, Penta and Pac influencing yeah. phoenix to use the hammer because we all know if you've been watching phoenix since lucha underground that guy is a perennial face like ray mysterio as ray mysterio and i want them to explore that nuance because it is something that you shouldn't sweep under the rug that is a major character change for phoenix and if they are going to split up then that's the way to go i think but i think they did good work uh na validate you run as champions for the past four i believe four or four months since after uh brawl out oh gear brawl out yeah brawl out so yeah um they did get lost yes aaron but i think it's time to push you know, Phoenix against guys like MJF. Best match in the series, tanong ni Admin Angelo. Uh, I'm partial to false count anywhere. Uh, I really like that match. Igawi Mule. For me, it's the first one. The full gear match. That was the best out of the seven. All right. <clears throat> We're going to wrap things up uh, sa AEW talk natin with no Mercedes. So people were predicting that Mercedes Monet would appear as Soraya's tag team partner when clearly last week she already chose Tony Storm. People were speculating that Hikaru Shida would go ape-ish on Tony Storm, take her out, enter Mercedes for the rescue. That didn't happen either. Instead, we got a bit of a slower burn where Hikaru Shida was made to show that she inadvertently threw the kendo stick in for Britt and Jamie to use against Tony and Saraya. So people online were pretty upset because they said, oh, you know, we were expecting Mercedes. But when you think about it, it's not like AEW actually promoted Mercedes. So I honestly don't understand why people were crying foul over no Mercedes. Yeah, the moment they announced, okay, it's uh, Tony Storm. Then, okay, like, yeah, I was thinking, okay, is is Sheeta going to turn on Tony and then take her out? And then that's where Mercedes comes in. But that doesn't make sense either. So, well, um, okay, I'm okay with it. I think the women's division is as stacked as it is, as it could be right now. The fact that we got a segment in a match featuring five really good women. Um, how much of that you believe is up to you. But uh, that is like, this is like the best we've ever seen the AEW Women's Division. And okay na ako na wala si Mercedes Monet. And it does seem like yung Japan yung sagot sa kahirapan niya. So I'm okay with her just working Japan and stardom, if that's the case. And, you know, Emil, were you upset that there was yeah. no Mercedes? 
No, I wasn't because sinabi na ni sinabi na last week na si Tony Storm yung part na eh. I was expecting a red herring pero I'm okay with it because the story revolves around them. And walang lugar si Mercedes dun sa storyline nila. I don't think she has a place in that storyline. So it's just okay with me na hindi siya nag-appear. Saka to be fair kay Tony Khan, he didn't really promote it. He didn't say anything. There wasn't anything hinted. Maybe except for Britt Baker. I see this a lot being pointed out no, on Twitter. Britt Baker, I think on last week's Dynamite, parang may sinabi siya, like, doesn't she's matter if you... She's a boss. Yeah. yeah. So, I think don't expect yung mga tao. And I think, ano eh, may pagka-spoil din talaga yung AEW fanbase because when, like, if they want something, they want someone to go to AEW, most of the time, nakukuha ni Leon. And this is like one of the rare exceptions as to someone who they want to go to AW but instead went somewhere else and sobrang nadismay yung crowd eh. They were booing the face team of Soraya and Tony Storm earlier. But I don't think kasalanan naman ni TK yun. Again, he didn't promote it. Outright said na it's gonna be Tony Storm who's gonna be tagging with Soraya and, and nothing else. Yeah, marami ng galit. So, play nila natin ito para matuwa na lang sila ulit. You a big motherfucker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's weird that um, I, I didn't hear the boos. I don't know. I didn't hear it. But I do find it weird that you direct the booze to the people who are just there doing their jobs. Like, gini mo sila yung promote or, you know, like decide na hindi darating si Mercedes. So I find it weird that Tony and Soraya were the ones getting booed for this. Or, you know, you can say that you're actually booing Tony Khan, but siyempre, yung performers in the ring ang makakarinig nun. And they're, they're the one, they're, they'll think that it's being directed to them. So that's not fair. It's not fair at all. Yeah, it's kind of like Rey Mysterio getting booed in 2014 Royal Rumble yeah, for appearing yeah. at number 30 and not being Daniel Bryan. Yeah, yes. that's, that, yeah. Uh, crowds are pretty bad like that. Yeah. All right, normally this is the part where we tell you to send in your picks of the week. But what we're doing on the podcast is we're going to be moving our picks of the week to a new audio-only episode that we'll be recording every Monday from now on. Para may audio-only tayong papakinggan on Tuesday. And this is inspired by this article series on The Ringer where Phil Schneider recaps the week in wrestling. So that's what we're doing from here on end on uh, the Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. Stick around, though, because the audio-only version of this episode will feature our conversations on Roman Reigns playing more mind games with Sami Zayn, John Moxley uh, getting defeated by Hangman Page on Dynamite, Grayson Waller and Braun Breaker getting their rematch in a steel cage at Vengeance Day, and Jinder Mahal showing up on NXT. So that's pag-uusapan namin on the audio-only version. As we make our way out of here, let's get to some plugs. Emil, is there anything you want our listeners and viewers to check out? Just uh, follow me on Twitter at EMLMeister and on TikTok. Just post sports opinions there. So if you want some sports opinions, check out my uh, TikTok account. All right, Ro. All right, guys. Uh, if you're looking for some local action, you can always, always uh, subscribe to the Manila Wrestling Federation GAC profile. It is on manilawrestling.com. And you can subscribe for only $10 or around 600 pesos. You can do it by... Uh, Credit card, debit card, and GCash as well. So a lot of options for you to support local wrestling. This week or yesterday, 
MWF release the final part of Noche Buena 2022. That contains the main event between Fabio Makisig and Jake DeLeon, arguably the best Manila Rules match I've ever seen so far. So that's uh, a good watch if you want to know what's up with Manila Wrestling Federation. And Chempre, we have our TikTok at Wrestling2XPod. You can uh, tune into that and subscribe and follow there for highlights and clips of both you know local wrestling and Chempre, the clips from the show, from the stream. So again, at Wrestling2XPod. And Chempre, follow us everywhere. Subscribe to our Patreon if you want to support us and if you like what we do. All right, you know, really appreciate everyone joining us for another stream and just you know uh, breaking down everything that happened this week. We know it was a lot. Uh, there was so much to unpack and we just want to say thank you to everybody who keeps on following the show and interacting with us on social media. Maraming maraming salamat. It really means a lot to us that you go to us whenever all this big ish goes down. Sobrang laking bagay nun because it tells us that you know we, we've been doing something right all of these years and as we gear yes. up for our ninth anniversary this April, we want to take you on the ride. But then we've got some stuff we're planning for 2023, like another in studio recording, like we did for our eighth anniversary. We're going to do that at our new home at the new podcast network, Asia Studios. So, shout out to our producers, our babyface producers over at PA for making it all happen. And thank you to them for all of the work that they do for us. Thank you as well to all of our patrons, our subscribers, our followers for your never ending support for the podcast. And as Emil mentioned, don't forget to engage with us on social media at EML underscore Meister, at Monday Night Rowan, at Chino Supersized, at Roiswar, and at underscore Stancy. Shemper for the pod, it's at wrestling to x pod. And on Facebook and Instagram and Spotify, it is at Wrestling Wrestling Podcast. On behalf of Emil A.S.H. and Romaran Stancy saying, please take care. Stay healthy, everyone. We'll catch you sa audio-only episode natin with our picks of the week. And next week's live stream, tignan natin ko na pang big news ang mapapag-usapan natin by then. Alright? So, until then, let's go back to work and be happy para di na magalit si Donna rin. Peace out. Alright. Bye-bye. Peace. The views and opinions expressed by the podcast creators, hosts, and guests do not necessarily reflect the official policy and position of Podcast Network Asia, the hosts of the program, or other programs of the network. Any content provided by the people on the podcast are of their own opinion and are not intended to malign any religion, ethnic group, club, organization, company, individual, or anyone or anything.